All right, going to start the show now. Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 56. I'm Chuck. And I'm Fake Chuck. We're going to be talking about motorcycles and no Todd ever. Hey, Fake Chuck, you want to make out? I sure do. Chuck, I'm right here. Chuck, I'm in the room, Chuck. Stop looking. I feel uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your kisses taste like tacos. What? <laughs> oh, best ever. Oi. But yes, indeed, this is episode 56. And we're back in the cave. Actually back in our cave, which is pretty cool because, <clears throat> you know, the internet is this scary, strange place full of interesting porn and weird Craigslist ads. And people who send you things. And people who send you things. We have our mysterious in-studio guest. Fake Chuck! No, not fake Chuck. We do have another mysterious thing, though, this week. Herpes? No. Oh. No, that's never been mysterious in your case. Ow. We, we had a mysterious Hurtful. email. A mysterious email from nothing but a phone number, a picture of a bike, and a picture of, like, a courthouse. Several of these mysterious emails. Yeah, from, several from of these mysterious yeah, emails yeah. from who the hell knows. Out so, of nowhere. But we do have a phone number, so I think what we're going to do is we're going to give him a call and mess with him. We have to call. It's our job. <laughs> Damn right. He's basically begging us to call. Yes, yes. This is a crank call me. It's a cry for help. Yep, yep. Let's do it. Hi, this is Chuck from the Wheel Nerds. Hey, Chuck, how are you? Hi, Todd's here too. He's working we, on his headphones. We have to ask something. Are you lonely? <laughs> well, we only ask because you send pictures of bikes and houses to strange men on the internet. Really strange men. <laughs> More to the point, who are you? Who am I? When these emails came in with these pictures that you've attached, and I have to uh, say that none of them were of women which is a big no-no in my book, it doesn't actually have a name attached to it. It's just a phone number. So we're like, we need to call this number and know who this is. So, yeah. hi. <laughs> How are you? I didn't uh, remember sending you any pictures of any weird things other than really? the quicklist uh, ads. Well, you uh, you sent us a picture of an orange UJM of some sort next to a car, and uh, I don't know what the hell it is. There's like a, a picture here of, like, like sitting outside you, a cafe. Were you arrested, and that's where you were arrested at this courthouse thing? Let's see. He had a text. Let's pull this up. Well, first off, let's start at the top. Hi, who are you? This is Joel Kramer. Joel Kramer? Okay. Hi, Joel. So we got one message from you that says, sitting at an outdoor cafe in Danville, Indiana. Bike in lower right of the picture. Hope you are enjoying the break. Looking forward and blah, here's the picture. Oh, I'd forgotten I sent that to you. Yeah, this yeah. was back in July. This was like why we were both completely out of our minds. We were, <laughs> we were totally not snorting coke off of strippers' bellies in the Caribbean. Never happened. Of course not. No, there were surely other reasons you didn't have a show. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, Outdoor Cafe in Danville, Indiana, is that your stomping grounds? Is there good riding near there? No, actually, it's uh, pretty boring around here, which is why I find myself at outdoor cafes. <laughs> Sending pictures to strange men on the internet. And then denying it completely. Denying afterwards. everything. <laughs> have His you wife ever, must be listening. Have you ever had a run-in with Chris Hansen? Have you been asked to sit in a chair? No. Awkward I'm silence. <laughs> By the way, we are recording this. And yeah, I thought maybe you were. Yeah, okay, yeah, like we're, we're going on the show with this. Just if, As long as you're cool with that. And if you're not, well... <laughs> He yeah. asked us your phone number. <laughs> <laughs> Sucker. Yeah, I, I better say yes. Yeah, all right then. So what? So what's the bike? Looks like a looks like a UJM. Maybe one of the uh, what are they? Kawasaki Maxims or something like that? No, it's a Suzuki GR650. Went by the uh, incredibly bad name of Tempter. Tempter. 
I've got to be honest. <laughs> Are you, you guys felt tempted looking at it. You I'm not it, that right? tempted. <laughs> well, I guess, yeah. I guess it worked. Huh? Well, look at the car it's parked behind. He's. Did you go back to 1955? <laughs> oh, that's... Uh, yeah, Is that that's a fairy? Yeah. There's a place in Danville called Mayberry Cafe, and it's all... Maybe. <laughs> and then this guy rolls up on a tempter. Hey, look at me. Tempting. I'm from the future. You will notice, however, that I did get there. If I don't abuse. Oh! <laughs> He's got you there, man. Oh. Technically, Chuck doesn't own a Buell anymore, so, you know. That's right. Yeah, but he did. <laughs> oh. Man. Our crank call is turning back on us horribly. I still have spare parts from the Buell. What's your address, Joel? <laughs> Send him a care package. I'm sending you Here's something. You see Buell clutch. It's broken. That on your show, yeah. <laughs> Everyone send Joel your spare crazy parts. <laughs> we have his phone number if you want to call him. <laughs> Buell listeners, yeah. rise, my brethren. I thought you might be calling about that last Craigslist I just sent you with the uh, unusual method of holding the gas tank down. Facebook yeah. one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I had yeah. that, that lovely little star kind of thing right in front of the important parts. The guy turned his Nighthawk into a bobber of some sort, and there's um, he's got the gas tank held on with this ginormous star-shaped thing. If you ever hit anything, you'd lose some really important physical parts. Weird. So if you slid off your seat, you're going to rip stuff on the way up to the gas tank. Oh, so it's like the Versus. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Joel, it was nice talking to you. We just figured, you know, if someone was dumb enough to give us their phone number, it was time for a crank call. And next time you send these cell phone pics, find a girl to take a picture of. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. A pretty one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Chuck's flexible on that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, my, my standards are low. She's breathing, right? So, yeah. <laughs> I'll do what I can, guys. Take it easy, man. So apparently it was Joel. <laughs> you think he got the phone and his wife's looking at him and like, what the what? hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> or he's at work. That would be fun, too. <laughs> what were you doing? Nothing. He's at work at the strip bar. The DJ's stopping the music. Hold <laughs> <laughs> on on the phone. Coming to stage number one. Stage number one, it's Cheyenne. Let's get out the dollars. He's working only for tips. What? <laughs> you do that really well. Like I'm the only one that's ever been. That's it. It's a $3 billion industry. Just me. That's all. Well, the, the classy cat had a really good lunch. <laughs> Great uh, burgers. We got a bunch of like stuff to go through on the internet. Oh, my God. Yes. Internet. We have, we have things. So this bike. This. Whoa. <laughs> what the f- it's a... It's a bandit. It's a bandit. It's a bandit. And it's a really clean-looking bandit. This guy had reach issues, I assume. Nice nice, nice, nice bags. Nice bandit with shoulder-high ape hangers. <laughs> and this, and uh, look at that seat. It's, uh, he's got a sissy oh, bar. Yes, yes. He has a big, he has a big tall sissy, sissy bar. bar on it, too. He's, he's, he's got <laughs> a bandit. No, he hasn't. He's just... And he's got givey bags on it. He hasn't choppered nothing. He stuck those things on there. No, he totally he took the uh, he took the he took the badges off his givey boxes. Now it's custom. <laughs> but look, his pegs and everything—they're still stock. He's how do you sit like that? I don't begin <laughs> to know. I uh... okay, wait, stop. I don't get the point. Mm-hmm. Ape hangers, right? What? They're a custom thing from back when people would, you know, my bike is different and they got to, you know, look all cool. But the reality situation is actually lower ape hangers that are like shoulder height or a little below are actually not very uncomfortable. They're actually fairly comfortable bars. Okay. They put them on a fair number of like touring kind of bikes like that. 
Big Ape hangers are just there to, as far as I can tell, air out your stinky pits for the world. <laughs> I stink. Uh, Let me show you. And he's, uh, look at the fairing he's stuck on. You think that's uh, one of Vetter's? <laughs> uh, no, I think that's a stock cowling, actually. Really? Yeah, it's a stock bandit cowling. Oh, is it, it just looks like that because the, the, the handlebars because aren't the handlebars there are out anymore. Of the way. <laughs> They've moved. <laughs> They've been moved. They've been moved. And, Goodness uh, me. Wow. I I don't know. Have you ever ridden ape hangers? Yeah. What's that feel like? Strange. Yeah. You kind of you kind of turn them. You, you twist them, I guess, as opposed to turn. It's it's hard to describe. You kind of almost swing them. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I just don't. Uh, I'm not. I'm not uh, running out to buy this bike. But I got. I got to say, you know, he had a goal in mind. Why would he take the badges off the Gibbies? And, and then, leave it on the Suzuki. Yeah, leave yeah. on the Suzuki. He's proud of that. Suzuki brethren, brotherhood. Yes, we. The the mm. the SOG. Mm. That's us. The Suzuki owner group, SOG. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm I this, this is this you, is you know all brain. the people in the picture are not looking at the bike. <laughs> right. They're looking at other things. <laughs> They're looking at the other bike. They're looking at a thing that's Good not heavens. a monstrosity. Alright, I need to see something else. I need something I need something to get this out of I need I need a mental sorbet to get this bike out of my How about something from the future? Wait, from the future? Yes, the future. Okay, hover bike at last. <laughs> the Aerofex hover vehicle. Yes, it recalls the futuristic look of Star Wars speeder bike. No, it doesn't. No, no it really doesn't. <laughs> Not even. This recalls the futuristic look of a really serious geek device. That said, I'm, I want to ride it. It's a it's a hovering flying bike. It's a hover bike. Yes, a real one. And apparently, according to this article, it's very easy to control. Which is odd because hovercraft is usually quite the opposite. It's like trying to balance a golf ball on top yeah, this, of a salad bowl. This thing has two controls, uh-huh. and uh, you lean it. Hover and don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think forward, back, maybe left, right. Hover, you, don't hover. You see, he's holding those. Those are like joysticks. He's holding. Yeah. It. You control it the way you think you would. Huh. Interesting. So it's supposed to be like super cool. Yeah. Uh, not Star Wars, but I would buy this if it came off the set of, say, Lost in Space. I I I just wanna I wanna play with one. I wanna ride it. Yep. And crash it into something. I wanna put big fake guns on it. Yep. And a girl in a spandex bikini behind me. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Why Hell not? yes. That's you know cool. What actually, right? it looks like it looks like something off the cover of an Edgar Rice Burroughs novel. You know, or like a Flash Gordon. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got yeah. it's got definitely more the Flash Gordon kind of feel about it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he was dressed like a Harley pirate, that would totally fit. Yeah, yeah. If he's dressed like a Harley pirate, maybe if it was like in bright primary colors. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Total Flash. He'll <laughs> <laughs> save every one of us. Cool, right? Set There's a video. Up. We'll we'll do. We'll throw up the link and everything. Um, All train vehicles, as long as the train is very very flat. It just needs a picture of the Mars Curiosity rover there. Yep. <laughs> Crashing into set. it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Damn cagers. <laughs> Let's go to classifieds. Okay, definitely. Is uh, 2005 Honda CRF450R. No title, but bike not stolen. I have owned for four years, and I know the previous owner from whom it was purchased. Liar. <laughs> will provide bill of sale. I know where his house is. Throttle cables have worn away two of the VIN numbers on the steering neck, which apparently is hugely common in stolen bikes. Not a file. I would imagine you could use the engine number to deduce the two missing numbers on the VIN, but I've never looked into it because I'm I stole a criminal. It. <laughs> 
It's got goes on to list all of the funny things, blah, 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 blah. New brake pads recently, along with chain guide, various seals replaced. Cases were split to replace a leaking seal. And to file off a VIN. Valves always adjusted and maintained, motor and trans regularly, blah, 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 boring stuff. Includes a few odds and ends, including a dealer maintenance manual, which for some reason they took the time to steal too. <laughs> some spare oil filters, brake pads, stolen. And sprockets, etc. Stolen. <laughs> Overall bike is in great shape for its age and has been well-maintained. For being stolen. <laughs> I never planned on selling it. <laughs> However, time's changed and now I'm selling it. Owner go, found me. Go figure. <laughs> bike literally needs nothing except a title and is ready to go. With a race, fun, or getting away from the police. It possibly needs a new paint job. <laughs> you know, there, there's only one thing that could possibly make this ad scarier and sketchier. Uh, if he wanted to trade it for weapons? Yes, good example. <laughs> I would consider trades for firearms and ammunition, specifically Mine. looking for bolt-action 308s <laughs> with optics for hunting, <laughs> AR-10s, 1911 pistols, or a Springfield XDS pistol. Possibly interested in AKs and FN-2000s as well, would also consider a larger <laughs> gun safe. <laughs> no one fears thievery. Looks nice. Especially for being stolen. Excuse me. Not, not stolen. stolen. This could just be, oh, look, it's for sale on the west side. <laughs> not, <laughs> not stolen. <laughs> And I was going to say maybe this was one of our listeners just screwing with us. Uh-huh. Could but be. clearly no. <laughs> they, they've gone to great lengths. Tremendous lengths. Yeah. You guys need hobbies. <laughs> besides guns besides and stealing bikes. and stealing bikes, yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, I think that one's probably not on the menu then. No, but we got more from Albuquerque. Oh, Here's thank another God. One. Hey, this one's just for you, Todd. A 1998-year-old tourist. <laughs> a 650 Russian-made motorcycle. These are a very neat and vintage-looking cycle that is built like the BMW Airhead. <laughs> this one is set up for a sidecar and would be two-wheel drive with one, but comes with no sidecar. <laughs> was dropped in the driveway. <laughs> by previous owner and scratched the tank and fenders and messed up the headlight and the speedo. The parts are easily obtained. Lies. And very reasonable. More lies. This is two-cylinder with shaft drive. Also needs rear tube. <laughs> Have been with parts, as is required by all old bikes, and all sheet metal is ready for paint but not shown in picture. Has clear California type. <laughs> this is not a salvage bike, despite what the picture might lead you this to. Is, this, is, this is nothing so nice as a bike which actually is capable of getting a salvage title. Uh, so he says he dropped it in the uh, driveway? The previous owner dropped it. Yeah, I'm him. saying the, the previous owner dropped it with a baseball bat. I'd point out a that, lot. I'd point out a couple things about this: is if you look at the tires, yeah. they're clearly really worn down to square, like it had a sidecar. Yeah, and it's still got a leading link fork on it. This is going to be a really scary bike to ride. What's the with thing two on wheels? to the side of it? Where that thing in behind it? Like it's a pile of crap. Oh, okay. It kind of looks like a sidecar. <laughs> yeah, it does a little bit, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's it's in the right place for it, yeah? Yeah, vaguely. So it's set up for a sidecar, but has no sidecar. What What's going to happen if someone rides this bike? Are you going to drop it in the driveway? The, it could happen, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The steering is going to be incredibly twitchy because it's got that leading link on it. Okay. Your tires are quite square by the look of it, so that's not it's not going to be the turniest of bikes. Okay. And I don't really know about two-wheeled Ural ground clearance with the pontoon mufflers, but I can't imagine it's good. Because <laughs> uh, i got to tell you, those are the first things that touch down with three wheels. So, so he dropped this in the driveway. How did he mess up the headlight? Because look what's left of the headlight. He dropped it in the driveway real good. Like on its head? Off the edge of the driveway. Maybe he lives <laughs> on a hill. He, lives. he went over like Wile E. Coyote. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's all ready for paint. <laughs> yep, here it is, ready for paint. Get yours today. Albuquerque needs help. Albuquerque really needs help. Okay, so this last one from Albuquerque has got to be better. 
1986 Toyota MR2 trike project. Could so, be interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's a trike made from the back half of a MR2 and mm-hmm. the front of a Honda Goldwing. Mm-hmm. It's on three wheels already. Fuel tanks done. 16 gallon. Mm-hmm. Radiator done. Will be unique when finished. Please call. When finished? I Don't oh. text. So he doesn't have a picture of it here. He's got a picture of a garbage pile. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a heap of junk. You can see the back half of a car there and it yeah, looks like yeah. parts of the front of and, a And oh. No, no. That is the back half of a That's the trike. <laughs> wow. This is the thing right here. Is the MR2 a rear engine car? I have no idea. It kind of looks like half of a car rear-ended a Goldwing. <laughs> wow, you could still tell that's a Goldwing? Yeah, well, when, they, when he says it's on three wheels, maybe he means those ones sitting off to the side. He uses those to prop it up. <laughs> so this is a, uh, a – if you need a project for a, a very fashionable planter in your front yard, mm-hmm. yep, yep. you might be a redneck. And your your dream is in Albuquerque. <laughs> <laughs> go to Albuquerque now. Go, they have things. Go there, young man. Truly – Good things. Don't forget your guns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, we got one last ad. I'm going to read this one. Perfect beginner bike. I have a 19,980 Honda Twin Star CM200T. Wait, stop. Does that mean this bike is from the future? The future. It is perfect if you or the lady is just starting. Hey, 28. 100 original miles runs really good. I would like to trade for a bigger bike. Just text or stick your head on out the window and holler. I'll, I'll hear you. Wow, the bike's in the... The bikes in the future are crappy UGMs. Yes, it looks that way. <laughs> it's a very clean bike. It looks clean as crap. It's a shame that it's from the future. 2,800 miles from a bike that far away from us. 2,800 miles through time. <laughs> So if I get this thing up to 88 miles an hour by pushing it off a cliff, I'll go back in time? Could be. <laughs> Just looked, long it's... enough to go back in time and hit the bottom <laughs> in the future. <laughs> oh! Fall to your death in Poof. the future. And there's a kiddie pool behind it. That's cute. Yeah. Yeah. There's a kiddie pool. <laughs> he washed a bike and then filled up the what kid's pool. What is it with strange crap in the background of pictures lately? I I'm, it's starting to weird me out. There was one that someone showed me that was on Visor Down of a guy selling a bike and the bike was pretty good except the guy with his hand in his pants in the back. <laughs> well, you know the really famous eBay one, right? Of the tea kettle? Yeah. <laughs> Where the dude's naked in it and you could see his <laughs> reflection in the tea kettle. <laughs> yes. Well, this, uh, you know, it, in fairness, if you get through the ad, it, he's selling it as pretty much what it is. It's, yeah, 1200 bucks for, you the know. Thing is, the thing is amazingly clean. Let, let's call it what it is, a 1980 bike with mm-hmm. 2,800 miles for 1200 bucks. I mean, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Go go find him on, you know, whatever redneck bar he's hanging out in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> take your head on out the window. Just, just yeah. Oh, I'll be there. Y'all take it easy now. Southern listeners are all getting their pitchforks and torches ready. <laughs> no, they're like finally thinking, you know, this show no longer sounds really all that weird. <laughs> Killboy's family's like, we're going to kill him. Get him. <laughs> so we have a special mystery guest here in the uh, den today. Herpes? No. <laughs> Haven't we covered that? Herpes always lives here. <laughs> Mostly on you. Yeah, oh. So yeah, we have Claire back in here. I've been hiding him in the uh, box in the back for a little while. Protecting him from the atmosphere. Not Chuck. Wait, you want to see my puppet? I really know. <laughs> I kind of want to leave. So Claire's in today because we're going to talk about uh, a couple of new classes that we are offering here in Utah, which we think are pretty cool and are worth talking about. The ultimate bike bonding rider course and the 
something bike bonding rider basic basic bike bonding does it end with naked people on top of gas tanks no no it just mostly involves making really really sharp turns and claire destroying cones with his luggage that's an odd class cone killer king yeah yeah so the 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 basic idea is it's kind of like uh one of those cop things you see you know those competitions you see on youtube all the time where they set up a bunch of big cones and you do all these crazy really tight maneuvers in them and weaves and all that kind of stuff those aren't the YouTube videos I'm watching. Right. But these are the ones with motorcycles in. Oh. They have those on YouTube? Mm-hmm. Oh. That sounds like a waste of time. The idea being you kind of get to know your own bike and really get to push it a little bit. So you're doing slow, slow speed maneuvers? Slow speed, really tight maneuvers, you know, high precision kind of stuff. So it's like a day of doing the box over and over? Uh, the box is easy by comparison. Oh, God. This, the, box is, the box is like easy mode. Yeah, the box, after this class, the, you're like, the box? Oh, okay. Every time you teach now, after doing this class, we go out to the box and you're like, use the whole box. Use the whole box. Don't scare the kids. Use the whole box. I can turn the Strom around in like a parking space now. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, like quick starts and real sharp, sharp turns. Mm-hmm. So it's not like just doing a U-turn box. It's you know, come to a stop sign and make a wicked tight right-hand turn. So who's the, the class aimed at? Class is aimed at people who've been presumably riding for a while mm-hmm. um, on whatever bike they're on and aren't necessarily comfortable with it or just want to kind of get used to how it behaves at low speeds and in these tight little maneuvers. Okay. The idea, it's really kind of, it would go beyond the, what was used to be the ERC and is now the BRC2. They keep changing names. The BRC2. Return of the BR... Electric Boogaloo. (laughs) I think it's a bad marketing choice, but that's besides me. But yeah, it's designed for someone who's had Right experience. So at least our requirement in Utah is you had to have taken an ERC okay. or at least really excelled in a BRC for someone like Todd and I to go, yeah, okay, you can take the yeah. course. Not you, but you can take the course. So the progression is you go and you do your BRC and mm-hmm. maybe in the next year you do your ERC or BRC2 mm-hmm. or BRC squared. And then you come back the next year and you do this kind of Not class. even next year, just come back the next week. I mean, it's... Yeah, the, the biggest thing about it that really struck me is that it's just ridiculous fun. It's just because it's, it's, it's almost like a circus out there. Well, you had Claire right. Well, particularly with Claire. Uh, (laughs) He has that little clown hat, the the, the flower that squirts water. Mm -hmm. The general gist of it will be you'll go out there, they'll set up all these cones in this sort of weird, arcane manner in the parking lot, and they'll say, okay, here's what we're going to have you do. We're going to have you go, da-da-da, they'll give you little instructions, and then someone will go do it, and everyone in the class stands there and goes... Let's let's put it this way. When you have a whole bunch of rider coaches who are going, whoa, (laughs) during a a demo, it's like, whoa, that's damn fun. Yeah. So are you doing it on your own bike or are you doing it on... The ultimate is on your own bike. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the basic is on your guys? On the 250s. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We got a little taste of both. Okay. Yeah. Then they do it and they give you the spiel. And part of the spiel is remember to compensate for the width of your luggage. The assumption being these are touring bikes. So, Claire, Mm. remember to compensate for the width of your luggage. Every exercise. Every exercise, like fucking clockwork. Claire is taking out every cone he gets near with his <laughs> luggage. My tires were fine. Were you on the, the tiger? or the tiger. Oh, no, okay. tiger. He was on the tiger with the big honking pelicans yeah, on the back, yeah. destroying cones like it was his job. This course was a total hoot because you do start every exercise thinking, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, and it gives you a different perspective because if you take the BRC or the, the ERC or the BRC too, you're just used to little two-inch cones. And those are nothing. You can go around those with no big deal. You can we're run them using, over. You can run them over. But mm-hmm. we're using the 12-inch, the 1-foot 
At least one foot cone? I don't know. Big honker orange big, cones. So big high cones. So we that, call them chuck-sized. Chuck-sized cones. Um, but actually, <laughs> As opposed actually, to the Todd-sized. They're actually large oh. cones. So um, Shut up. But, you know, it makes you really have to go around them. You just can't just sort of just weave around this two-inch cone. And that's where I was just killing was I'd go around my front tire. I'd be fine. I'd look back like, fuck, there's another cone down. Because <laughs> you do. You're all of a sudden realizing it, it did teach me one of the many things is how wide my bike is. Mm-hmm. So now I think more when I'm riding in my lane, I'm even more aware now of, oh, I actually do have a fat ass back there because of that. You needed a class to tell you that? <laughs> Thanks, <Dang>. dude. <laughs> I'm gone. See you, bye. Nicely played. So you, your takeaway from the class is oh. your space, your area? Oh, uh, one of many for me. Okay. Uh, I mean... What's your your biggest takeaway? Way better um, clutch and throttle and rear brake. Mm-hmm. By the end of the class, your left forearm is screaming. If you're on a V-Strom 1000, your left forearm is no feeling anymore and is throbbing. Yeah. You are doing a lot of in the friction zone. You learn to have the, the your um, revs up much higher in that rear brake and just all of a sudden learning how to feather your bike through these turns and then not look at the damn cones. Yeah, it's it's really, it re- takes a lot of the things that the BRC does and really like brings them home in terms of just like beats them into your head because <laughs> the, the margin for error is small, uh-huh. bordering on non-existent in a few. There's one exercise called the lollipops where you weave in and then you go into a circle and the circle is about the size of this room. Oh, wow. But and, you have to, you know, you, you start by weaving your way in and you immediately yeah. have to just tip that bike over because you're right into a turn now, and you got to do the full 360 to get back out. That, for me, was one of the big things, is really starting to trust how far over I could push that bike underneath me when I'm doing slow speed stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think I posted one picture on Wheel Nerds of me going into the, the figure eight, the really narrow figure eight, and I'm up, and the bike is way the shit over. Where I need to work on is more where Todd is, of, of really getting much more of that trust of pushing the bike down. Mm-hmm. But I learned a lot more of that. that. That's the idea of the bike bonding, is that bike is going slow, and you were throwing it over, mm-hmm. and you're learning how to really bond with the bike and, and develop that trust of be down there. What, what kind of tips could you give to someone going into the class? What do they need to keep in their mind? Big, big thing is going to be your your throttle control, your speed control. If your speed is steady, the rest of it you can concentrate on. Anytime you, if you're revving or something like that in these narrow little spots, you're going to just go blowing right. So really, you learn a lot about speed control from it. I think the other thing is really it just reinforces the turn the head thing. The narrower your circle, the more that head needs to turn. I mean, you basically need to be looking directly behind you in the really tight ones. And it, especially for those of us who are rider coaches, we preach that all the damn time. Yeah. Turn, turn your head, turn, turn and don't look at the cones. Don't look at the and cones. the entire time I'm looking at the goddamn cones going, what are you doing, thud? because you do as soon as you come in you need to have that head looking almost behind you and it's that trust again of trust that the bike's going to follow you so you turn you look and you let the bike do its thing you really do develop that and that use of that friction zone especially in our tits and ass and exercise there with the buttons and what oh yeah there's one exercise (laughs) so there's one exercise that we were looking at all of the things and there's two kind of t-shapes and one sort of rounded slightly bifurcated circle and one figure eight which for all the world looks like boobs two penises and a butt (laughs) (laughs) so we called it that i think i am the only person who successfully did the butt every time (laughs) scott did Scott did? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he was on a teeny little bike. But, uh, yeah, everybody else was going because the, the butt required you to make one insanely sharp turn and then kind of an easy one and another insanely sharp one, another insanely sharp one, the other, like a figure eight inside a circle. Okay. Really tight. Yeah. You had to be way on the 
leaning over the bike, looking where you wanted to go. But it is, it's fun. When they told us the class was over, everybody went, really? Aww. That's the big thing is I think this one, this one is it'll get you familiar with your bike. But quite honestly, the reason to take it is not that. The reason to take this one is because it's just stupidly fun. It just is. total it's... hoot. Okay, you've been on my Thruxton. Yeah. You know it's got a shitty Yeah, steering. you don't have much steering lock. Yeah. Would you take that bike in the class? Yeah, what the hell, why not? There's a guy in an Aprilia doing yeah. it. I mean, he had the thing tipped way the shit over. But yeah, yeah I mean, you, you could totally do it. Okay. No reason you couldn't. And we had, we had the other Scott on the, the big full dresser uh, Harley. Yeah, there was one guy on a uh, big full dresser Harley who was just going through it like nobody's business. He was every time he went around a corner, you'd hear. <laughs> <laughs> but he was awfully comfortable with the bike. Now, yeah. would you compare this class to, say, um, taking like uh, an ART class, a track class? I'd say different, very different, totally yeah. different goal for it. Okay. Uh, presumably, if you're taking a track class, the whole goal is to go fast and perfect your technique going fast. This is, I think, probably the opposite of the spectrum. This is perfect your technique going slow. Okay. I think both are important. I don't think, you know, people are like, oh, well, I just, I'm just doing a parking lot trick isn't that good. And then these are the people you watch doing, you know, the deck walk and 20-point turn. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I think it, it would it would supplement it nicely. It would go with it nicely. Um, if you think about it, to, for us to get to the mountains, you have to still get through town. Mm-hmm. You have to be making those those right-hand turns or left-hand turns. And how often do we see someone making a right-hand turn at a stop sign or light going wide on the hugging right-hand turn? Right, yeah. I mean, that was weird. Did you try it? So they teach you in this one. Oh, yeah. I use that every morning now. If you're making a right-hand turn, so you come to a stop. Okay. Put your right foot down, not your left. Okay. Turn the handlebars full lock right. Tip the bike a little to the right. Look to the right. And and then take off. Okay. And I'm always used to coming to a stop with my left foot down, and I'm always on my left foot because I tripod the tiger anyway. Yeah, yeah. So now to do this where it's like put the right foot down, okay, the left foot's up. This feels weird as hell. Turn the handlebars. You put your right foot down. (laughs) You put your right hand up. I was afraid he was going to go there. (laughs) Oh, man. You turn your head in, yang, you shake it. Why are you looking at me? (laughs) Because you're shaking it all about, Chuck. (laughs) That's not what it's all about. (laughs) How long is the class? It'd be a half day. Yeah, it'd be a half day like an ERC. They're both half days? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And is the difference between the the basic and the ultimate is the bike you're using? And there's different exercises. There's some different exercises and different bikes, yeah. There's some that are the same. Some are the same. They'll they'll do in some of the basic ones. So if you remember, we do the just regular straight weave okay. in the BRC. Yeah. Well, they start making the cones closer the further you get oh, down God, the that line. Was brutal. <laughs> so you might start thirty feet apart, then they're twenty five feet, then they're twenty feet apart, then like 18, 15, 12, 10. So by the end, you're now having to go faster because the cones come faster. Okay. Or yeah. in the You've offset. developed a rhythm, and it's just been blown away. So, and then they mix it up. They deliberately make you have to do a lot of things at once in a lot of the exercises. There's one I particularly like that I'd love to see them put in more classes that I thought of as the traffic exercise. That was awesome. There's two ovals, one on the inside and one on the outside. And then there's a spot where the ovals cross, which sounds simple, except the ovals are set up such that you stuff eight bikes in here, stuff 12 bikes in here. Mm-hmm. Now you basically are like riding in heavy bike traffic for all intents and purposes, which is pretty cool because it really, I, I could see it reinforcing the need to kind of see what's going on around you. And everybody has to change. If you're on the outside, you have to go to the inside. Inside, you have to go. So you get mm-hmm. bike awareness, turn signal use. Yep. You know, in the, the ERC or the BRC, it's like, eh. But this really was a signal what you're doing. Pay attention. Where's Todd? Mm-hmm. You know, is he going to be in front of me, behind me? I have to learn to guess how, what his speed is relative to mine. I'd love to see that as part of a standard. That would be cool. Yeah. I mean, the, it could be carnage, depending on some of the students. I, I just, yeah, I'm, thinking I'm, like, few, I'm just uh, imagining. I'm thinking of a few classes I've had where that would end really badly. <laughs> a lot of, yeah, a big a lot flaming of, 
motorcycle wheel. I don't, I don't really want to see a TU do another one of those headlight stoppies. But on the other hand, it could be that could be that last exercise for us to really show somebody you really aren't ready yet to ride. <laughs> Here, try this. <laughs> um, yeah, Are you, you still alive? <laughs> see, you're not ready. <laughs> no. Get up and go away. <laughs> the thing I really see with this, the thing I, I think this class would be awesome for, if you've got a club or just like a like a group that you ride with all the time and you just want to do something different from your normal ride and just something that's a complete hoot for a morning, this is totally the class to do. Get your group in there and get them in because it, it's twice as fun when you have people there with who you can watch and right. see your friends and, doing it and laugh at them yeah. as they knock mm. cones over. And, and it's not an ex- expensive class. I mean, in mm. Utah here, it's 70 bucks. If you've okay. taken the ERC, it's 50 bucks. Okay. You know, 50 bucks for a five-hour class that, A, is just rip-roaring fun, and, B, you get something out of it. You know, that's damn cheap. Yeah, I think this one could probably serve pretty well in the same way the ERC does, too. Oh, remember me? I'm your bike. They don't do a lot of the braking the way the ERC does, which is, you know, a shame. But at the same time, it's got a lot of the stuff that would kind of blow the cobwebs out, I think. It's yeah. It something would, different. It would definitely wake you up. That's pretty cool. And all your friends could laugh at you. I'm going to go out and buy a bunch of the little yellow cone stickers and uh-huh. plaster my side case with them. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> Claire, Slayer of Cones. So uh, how, how often are they going to be offering it? It's going to depend a lot on people's interest. It's brand spanky new. We only have two people who teach it. The, uh, the boss's daughter and uh, her husband who went out and did them on. It's really funny because the Sarah is short. She's she's a teeny little thing. She's 5'1". Five 5'1 one, five one five on a tall day. But so she went out and they gave her a 1500cc Vulcan oh, wow. to do the class on. <laughs> and you look at the pictures of her and she is full extension arms and legs. She's sitting on a tank. Yeah, she's sitting on the tank full extension arms and legs for this class. So she's pretty rad, I have to say, for pulling that one off. Wow. Yeah. But so uh, we've only got a couple of people to teach it, but it should be offered more and more at various local MSF people's so is, is this like brand new nationwide for the MSF? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. This is a shiny new thing. A lot of people were having requests for, oh, what about those things like the total control and like the cop courses and yada, 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 because mm-hmm. it is wicked fun. People are interested in it. So I think the MSF saw the handwriting on the wall and said, oh, hey, people would pay us for this, wouldn't they? I think the challenge will be for us is, at least currently right now, the BRC and the ERC here in Utah enable you to get your license waiver. Yeah. Mm. This doesn't. Yep. This is just a class that, A, is fun and is going to give you great skills. Now we have to sell that to somebody of, take this class, have fun, be better. Mm-hmm. What do I get out of it? You have fun and you get better. Do I get my license? No. People that were going to take the classes to have fun and be better, they're already, they're the guys who are in every ERC, first ERC of the year, without fail. Mm-hmm. You know? A total mishmash of every kind of bike in the world, all dirty as hell with scrapes on them, you know, from hitting them with their knees and shit. And they've clearly been ridden a million times, a million miles. And these guys are always there first thing in the year. These guys are not who we need to convince because they'll be at this class when we run it again. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it, it's, it's a weird one. It's definitely a little more targeted, a little more specific than some of the other ones. All right. So the listeners should go out to their local MSF websites and, and see if they're being offered. And Yeah. You know. and ask see if it's them. offered. If it's not, ask them. See who is. Because uh, it's, it's totally worth it and just stupid fun. Cool. Get out. <laughs> Don't knock my stuff over. Sorry. No, the tiny robots. Oh. Hey, what, what, what were you doing Sunday? I was riding. 
damn right. Yes, we got out for it. Yeah, so we finally got back into doing our Sunday rides. Yep, we were going out and we were cruising. It was great. We were and by we, I mean me and Todd. Fuck, yep. fuck Claire. Fuck. Screw him. So we get we <laughs> that get, cone was my brother, man. So we get going up around the corner and we're cruising and we're going on a nice road up on Monte Cristo. And we come around a corner and we run into a whole horde of Chuck's ex girlfriends. It was a bus <laughs> from the Tropicana <laughs> bikini. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> now we come around a corner and there is a the first really great sweeper. You know, technically, since I married her, mm. Kathy is one of my ex girlfriends. Are you calling her a sheep? It's a little She's ten feet away. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm not going to get out of here alive, am I? No. <laughs> yeah, so we hit this giant ass herd of sheep, and then there's sheep shit on the road for the next mile. I see Todd just start waving. Like, I, give the, ah! I give the slow the fuck down signal and drop anchor. <laughs> see, to me, it was like, my bike's on fire signal. And I was like, his bike's not on fire. What's he doing? Oh, shit. <laughs> sheep. The, funny, the funniest part about the whole sheep thing for me was, I, well, one of two things. Either it was the mile and a half of sheep shit. Because clearly these are the laziest fucking sheep in the world. They just followed the road. They just walked on the road (laughs) and shit all over it. Or the cowboy who wasn't there. What cowboy? We saw his horse. That's the thing. (laughs) There was this horse that was clearly owned by a cowboy. But no cowboy. No cowboy. I'm assuming he was in the woods having a pee or having a sheep. Having a sheep. Thanks, Smokey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Monty was fun. I mean, you were on the Strum. I was Mm -hmm. on the Thruxton. Yep. It's a beautiful um, day. It's nice to get out riding, get going fast. It was a weird day. It was a weird day. Come you on. asked me at the beginning if I was getting more conservative now that I'm going to be a father. Yeah, we went through East Canyon, and you had it really rained in. I don't like East Canyon. Every time, every every really scary shit that's ever happened to me on a mountain road has happened in fucking East Canyon. I'm coming around a corner, there's a fucking moose. I'm coming around a corner, there's a guy towing a boat who's in my lane. I'm coming around a corner, and there's not a lane there anymore. Yeah. It's all East Canyon every fucking time. So I just don't go fast in East Canyon. No, it's not on the menu. We stopped at Mountain Green and I was like, Todd, you know, I think you're doing conservative. You kind of reined it in. And I could see Todd's eyes going, oh, yeah? Fuck you. Let's go with Monty. <laughs> <laughs> we get to the top of Monty past the, the sheep shed and we're going through all the sweepers and it's nice. And my bike started feeling weird. It had this weird discombobulated kind of floaty feeling in the curves. And I think I know why that was. I think it's because you don't have good damping on your suspension. I was following you back the other way, and every time there was a little bump, my, my bike will bump and settle. Yours will bump and then go boingy, and boingy, 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 <laughs> on the road. You had an extra word in that sentence, the word good. Mm-hmm. I think my bike has no good damping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's quite possible. Because uh, when, when it started bouncing, the f- oh, man, the, the insides of my brain were screaming bloody murder. It's got, that, it's got that 70s slush bucket car kind of thing, you know, where it comes around and there's the huge body roll. It's vintage. Vintage. <laughs> Nostalgia. Oh, vintage. You know, your your shocks don't – your shocks remind me a lot of the Urals. They just don't make the squeaky noise when they go. Because yeah. I had it cranked over on that one corner mm-hmm. and yep. I, we went in pretty hot. Yep. And I literally just lost my shit screaming in my helmet because I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to die. Oh, shit, I'm going to die. Oh, shit, the last person I'm going to see is Todd. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> well, my, my thought was I, – I, I, I know the one you're talking about. And I was like, oh, there's some bumps in this corner. That's annoying. <laughs> but then he saw me like just fade and away. And I just chucked his Yeah. So we got down the other side and, of course, there were cows. <laughs> because this was like – because – this was fucking Wild Kingdom. Yeah, they were eyeing us, too. This was far... Yeah, that one cow was had, like, murder in his eyes. Yeah, he was just like, I am so going to take you fuckers out. Oh, you're dead. <laughs> oh, you're on my turf now. You're in Cowtown. <laughs> we're, 
We're the cow of X. The cow X. The cow cow the cow 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 cow. Moo. Moo. Fuck. Yeah. Turned around, avoided the cows, went really slowly through the sheep shit again, and what do we find but a rider down. A rider down. Oh, yeah, we pull up on this and there was already emergency response there. There were blocking traffic. Madness. We saw a bike propped up on its side stand mm-hmm. and I kept thinking, well maybe he pulled over to help. And Todd's I don't like think he look at the wreckage of- in the road. There's <laughs> the wreckage and the blood splatter. Which was really weird because it was the blood splatter was in the left our it was lane, in our lane. The oncoming yeah. lane. And but the splatter was coming toward us. Yep. So it's like It's like he went over the line or something and we weren't or sure he, or maybe he hit it and just yeah, that's I, where it landed. Yeah, it was weird because we weren't sure what would have caused it until we got 20 feet past there and a deer immediately ran out in front of us. Ambled out. Oh, yeah, sorry, true. Ambled is a more. The deer kind of walked out and was like, hey, how's it going? What's up? Okay, bye. <laughs> I was just like, oh, fuck. Where's the rest of his family? Where's his buddies? Here they come. Where's the cow? So, yeah, it was, it was, it's dangerous out there, kids. Uh, be careful on the road. Sheep, cows, deers, if you've, if you've got If you've got interesting Wild Kingdom or other holy shit on the road stories, we'd love to hear them. Yeah, send them to us. Send them along. Because that was, that was pretty weird. That was a strange, strange day. Speaking of weird, you see uh, Tourtex News? They, they did a press release about uh, their new product line. Yeah, what are they doing it on? Like a street bike or some new new adventure bike? The, Must be something new, right? Something very exotic. Ooh, exotic and unheard oh, of. Uh, ooh, oh, I bet it's one of those like crazy Italian ones or like uh, one of, oh, it's a boutique brand, isn't it? Sorry. Euro ST. It's no. a a KLR. What? Yeah, yeah, KLR. Yeah, KLRs are an exotic, dude. Apparently, they're illegal in Germany. What? <laughs> <laughs> because because no BMW would not sell the F650 anymore? Uh, KLRs were there to fight it? I, I don't get it. Tourtech USA made a deal about how they had to ship one to Germany. We needed a really exotic bike like a KLR. We found one with, with truck bed liner paint on it. <laughs> we, we boxed it up and wrote, not a bike, and then shipped, not, not, not a bike. In, nine bike. Nine bike, and then shipped it to them in Germany, <laughs> where they opened up and promptly said, what? Was is das? Was the fuck? <laughs> Can you put some Zegas on that? Nine! <laughs> Zegas cost more than bike! <laughs> Nine! <laughs> uh, I just, uh, someone in the Tourtech homeland couldn't go down to Kawasaki, Germany and ask for a fucking bike. Can I have a KLR? Nine! <laughs> Could you ship one here? Nine! <laughs> that's, that's, wow, man. So, a. Hey, the, the Touratech, the company making your around-the-world stuff, is like, hey, I heard about this new bike. We want to put around-the-world stuff on it. A kale fucking R. <laughs> you know what? The joke's on them. I just want to throw that out. Because? Because it's KLR owners. Yeah, who's going to pay for a Zega? No KLR owner. They're going to be like, yo, can I can I buy, like, just the lid of one Zega? Maybe, dude? Uh, Do you have a used one? Do you? Yeah. Are there, are there like, some scratch and dents, maybe, that I can put on this? I'll totally pay you for it. Bro, I j- just... Oh, Next year. You know, I, I still got a few payments left on the bike. <laughs> You know, this guy let me buy it off of him from his barn. Not and stolen. 
Turretech KLR. I want. I can't, I, gotta, I can't wait to see the picture of the Turretech well, KLR. You know how they make those model bikes? They like they got the Yamaha Sumitaneri with all the. I must the see tour, this. I want to see. Yeah, the Turretech yeah. KLR. This is a KLR. It has six times its own value in fucking <laughs> aluminum mounted to it. Its weight has tripled as a result of this. <laughs> Only the richest kings of Europe can afford it. The guy on the KLR pulls up to the Turtech rally and all the other bikes just go quiet. Hey, dudes. Dudes, what's up? Man, I totally just got here from like 3,000 miles, you man. Like my top box is made from a styrofoam cooler. <laughs> Look, I put some duct tape on to make hinges. I got a Turtech sticker on it, dude. <laughs> I've still got three payments left on the sticker. (laughs) (laughs) There's angry KLR listeners out there right now saying, I'm totally going to write them a Dude, I need to borrow your computer. Can I I borrow money for a stamp? (laughs) I need to use your Wi-Fi. Can I steal your (laughs) Wi-Fi? No, our KLR listeners go to Starbucks and steal their Wi-Fi. (laughs) You know, one of our KLR listeners actually reported that he uh, went over to uh, Starbucks with his KLR. To, to use their Wi-Fi. Yeah, he said he stole their Wi-Fi. He couldn't stood, afford the coffee. Up. But he couldn't afford to walk in the front door. He just stayed outside, sat on the curb. What are you doing, sir? Nothing. <laughs> nothing, man. Dude, nothing. <laughs> Why are you harshing me, man? <laughs> I'm part of the 99%. <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait. Touratech's new styrofoam line is coming soon for the KLR 650. <laughs> Scratch and dent. None of our aluminum will fit. Do you have it in truck bed liner to match the rest of the bike? Nine! My left side is green, but my right is red. Get out! Hogan! KLR Tech. I cannot wait to see the model bike. I cannot wait. I I just, uh, you know, I can see the Turtec US guys going, there's a huge market here, man. (laughs) Dude, there's a huge market in terms of numbers, not in terms of money. (laughs) I totally got a KLR. I want to put some stuff on it. (laughs) I get the company discount, right? KLR 650's owners are the truly the chairlift operators of the motorcycling world. Dude, you also sat on another 650 Kawasaki, didn't you? Uh, yeah, while well, I was uh, uh, doing the shopping for the Versus, someone wrote in and asked me to sound a Ninja 650R to mm-hmm. see what I thought of it. Yeah. And I sat on the thing and I just thought, Biffer. Yeah. It's a comfy, upright sport bike. Cool. Um, if I wasn't actually kind of sold on the Versus, mm-hmm. the 650R would have been really tempting. It's comfortable and uh, it felt good. Cool. That That's a cool bike to check out kick ass we got one one listener kind of mail mm-hmm. jen wrote thanks for adding girl shaped t-shirts to your merch lineup i just got mine picks we need picks lots of them eight by tens glossy chuck i don't know why you're drooling like that but it's disturbing me what do you think fake chuck yeah oh, God. i should never have made that puppet <laughs> what have i created what have i done what have you learned this week chuck I love you. You love me. I've learned that bikes will be much better in the future. I've learned, dude, I totally am going to make this top box of the verses with this cooler I bought. Bro, I'm going to be able to buy the second lid any day now. (laughs) I'm going to have dirt tech. 
<laughs> and that's all we got time for this week. Until next time, I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everyone. We'll see you next week. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheel Nerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent. Hello, I'm Austin Finn, and so far I've never endorsed any product in my entire life, apart from everything in the Terrorist catalog. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'd like to take this chance to encourage my American cousins, and you all are, even the Mexican ones, to buy some wheelnerds.com stuff. I'm going to go online, I'm going to click, click, bang, and get myself a, um, a wheelnerds.com sticker. I'm going to stick it on my top box, and I'll be there uh, for the rest of the time, until my bike is inevitably consumed in flames. <laughs>